0: Welcome to Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Monday, May 10th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. About this time every year, one of the great fundraising events in Kansas City is held, and the two headliners, George Brett and Tom Watson, say they want this one to be the last. Not because they don't enjoy being part of the Joe McGuff ALS Classic at Lionsgate in Overland Park. To the contrary, it's a special day for them as well. But, for the legendary sports figures who've been impacted by the disease, Watson lost his caddy Bruce Edwards and Brett, a friend, Keith Worthington, not having the fundraiser would mean a cure has been found. Until then, Brett and Watson will continue to participate and have fun with the golfers for a great cause. As they always do, Brett and Watson took questions from reporters, in this case, star columnist Vihe Gregorian and me, And there were plenty of topics to cover starting with their devotion to the ALS fundraising cause. Also, we discussed the royal season from their great April to their current malaise and how Brett and Watson worked their way out of slumps. We also talked about a sport that keeps Watson's competitive juices flowing. My favorite part of this is when Tom and George speak to each other about sports and other topics. So let's get started talking to Kansas City sports legends, George Brett and Tom Watson.
1: 39 years, that doesn't seem that long, but it's been a, uh, it's been a long haul. Uh, we've seen progress. Uh, I think this tournament does a lot of good uh, for the people in the Midwest that contract, uh, contact this disease and uh, makes their lives uh, a little bit easier, uh, not only for the, the patient, but the people surrounding the patient. Um, to be honest with you, I'm tired of having the tournament. I, I want to find a cure for ALS, and that's why we're all here. Uh, we started something. I came up with an idea after the ice bucket challenge. Uh, I was doing a PSA at the house and doing some videos for ALS at the house one day. And uh, we were done, and all of a sudden I said, no, no, hold on, I got an idea. And uh, my son had made me a, a little, uh, in high school, Dylan made me a little ceramic bucket. And like everybody else in the world, you come home and you take your change and you throw it in the bucket. So all of a sudden I came up with this idea. I said, Lindsay, we should come up with a thing, change for ALS. And I got the bucket and I started, I said, turn the camera on and I started reaching in and I grabbed all this money and I kept dropping it. Just kept dropping it. And uh, so we've come up with a a fundraising idea, change the number four, which ironic, Lou Gehrig's number for ALS. And that day I took all that money to the bank and I threw it in one of those counters. And uh, I think I raised, it was $692. It was like That's three of years change. of change. I mean, I had, I, I could barely lift the bucket, let alone, I, and then I ended up putting in these, uh, in these sandwich bags, you know, those Ziplocs. And then I put it in a regular duffel bag, and I couldn't even lift it, you know. And I ended up... Uh, 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 doing uh, depositing $692 in my bank account. And then I wrote a check to ALS for $692. And so we decided that maybe we could do a national campaign on change for ALS where everybody that does that. Today, a lot of people are coming in and I brought my change today and I put it in a bucket. And if everybody does that, could you imagine the amount of money we could raise for ALS? I mean, it might, the ice bucket challenge was great. That was $100 to pour a bucket of ice water over your head. But if everybody gave all their change to ALS, maybe we could help find a cure. And that's the one thing that I'm most excited about is now we have a fundraiser that could go national. And I'm so excited about Major League Baseball having Lou Gehrig uh, uh, Night in every Major League Stadium this year. That's gonna bring a lot of awareness to it. Uh, I think every Major League locker room, when guys get to the locker room, they always have change. They have a big bucket in there and everybody's going to take their change and put it in the bucket in every major league locker room. I think that's what we're trying to do. I don't know if it's going to happen because of the pandemic. We tried to do this last year, but with COVID, I mean, it just never got off the ground. So this year we're up and running and hopefully we'll be able to raise a lot of money for ALS to not only help people, but to help find a cure. And that's why
2: I'm here. So get your change out of your pocket, (laughs) right, (laughs) everybody (laughs) put it in a jar and keep it and and give it away, give it to the, give it to uh, this program, wonderful program, you know, uh, getting back to defining ALS, ALS is defined as an orphan disease, an orphan disease, meaning it's just, it doesn't affect a lot of people like cancer or heart disease, diabetes, uh, you know, fully. Uh, yeah, I think the number of the last time I, I saw it was about an average of thirty thousand people in our country have have ALS. Uh, the difference is, is that uh, with cancer and heart disease and, and diabetes, there are cures for it. There are many types of cancer; there are cures for it. ALS, there's no cure, and that's why we still here. We, we still are here raising funds for research and for mid-american chapter of the ALS here to help those people who have it. Because uh, you get the disease, it's a death sentence. And it, it, yeah, I saw it happen as George did with, with Keith, Keith Worthington. I saw it with my caddy Bruce Edwards. What it does to the body is, is, is awful. And what, uh, you know, what we're trying to do is, you know, as I told Bruce before he died, I said to him, I said, I'm going to continue to help raise funds to find a cure for it. And like George said, I'm, I'm really tired of doing this every year. I want this to never to happen again. I want the cure to, to happen. I want these researchers to come through and find, open the door and so that people like Scott Smith, who are, are going to see today here, uh, uh, have real hope that uh, they can you know, they can get cured from. We, you know, we did with AIDS. You know, we, you know, AIDS. It took ten. It took eleven or twelve years with AIDS, but they finally found a cure for AIDS. Uh, we need a. We need a cure for ALS in the worst way. You know,
0: it's meaningful meaningful for us that Joe McGuff's name is associated
1: mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this. We've what, 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 what kind of fond memory of Joe. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was. The one thing about Joe McGuff, I always thought he was very fair. Um, If you're playing bad, I don't care if you're the star of the the team or not. He would say, hey, he's not playing good right now. And as a result, the team's not winning, you know, but he was very, very fair. Uh, He was uh, very knowledgeable. He was a fun guy to be around. He always had humor. Uh, even when the team was going bad, you know, he'd come in the locker room and he'd ask a question and kind of giggle like, "I got to ask this, you know." <laughs> but he was just—he was a good man. And Joe, when he was diagnosed with ALS, and he had other things wrong with him too, you know. But then I think ALS was the—the—the the, the final thing that put him—put him over the hill. Um, uh, I thought it was fitting. Um, uh, that the tournament not be named, the George Brett Golf Tournament, that it would be named after Joe McGuff, who was a Kansas City icon. Uh, I don't know how long he worked at the Star, but uh, he was just a, a fun guy to be around. And I remember in 1980, during the World Series, when I had my famous bout of hemorrhoids, they came up and they asked me, you know, Joe had to ask me. You know, hey. So well, the reason you came out of Game Two, <laughs> and the Royals are winning comfortably, uh, what happened? And 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 uh, he says, you know, he had just found out. And all these guys were around, and somebody asked me that question. I looked up, and I said, yeah, why does it happen to me? Why not Joe McGuff? (laughs) Joe could still write his stories and stuff with (laughs) a a case of hemorrhoids. And uh, that was the name of his book, Why why Me? Why not Joe McGuff? So uh, that's the type of guy he was, just a fun guy to be around. And his family comes out here and supports the tournament, and it's always good to see them.
2: Joe was a... uh... He loved Kansas City, He loved, and he had a great sense of history of Kansas City. And you, I remember after being interviewed by him and being around him for so many years, I said, you know, I, I, let's go, could you take, we were talking about the, the architecture of Kansas City, the downtown Kansas City, I said, could you, can we just go around and can you uh, give me some historical perspective of the, of the buildings here and who built them and when? like that, and we, we spent four hours in the car going around. Uh, he took me to a, uh, a budget session at the Star, you know, you know, okay, what stories are going front front page, like this, he took me to that, and I went down and saw how the Star operated. Uh, so it was, uh, but he had a great sense of, 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 of the history of the people of Kansas City. And in, in particular, uh, he was instrumental in, in getting the Royals. Uh, to Kansas City after Charlie Finley took took uh, the athletics to to Oakland, Joe went to the, the city fathers and and the political you know the polit- political people and said we need baseball in Kansas City now let's get together and you know, let's get this done I'm not sure how he affected you know mm-hmm. how he effectively got it done and, and who you know it, you know who really you know got got it done but we, you know we ended up with Ewan Kaufman. And Ewan Coffman uh, became the, uh, the father of the Royals. And that's the reason that stadium is called Cofton Stadium.
0: And it all has to do with Joe McGuff. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Please visit com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening.
3: For for both of you, I I was thinking about this. We didn't get to see you in person last year at this event. Um, George, I know I spoke with you at one point about uh, COVID itself and dealing with it, but I, I wonder what your sense is, to follow up on Colleen's point, of how COVID has affected the severity of the need for ALS help, but also just how each of you have kind of navigated the last year yourselves, um, trying to get through that, that crazy time of dealing with the pandemic at every turn.
1: I got to know my wife a lot better. <laughs> we didn't do anything. I mean, when, when this thing happened about three days later, we had a freezer delivered, a huge freezer, and it was full of everything. And I don't think we went to the restaurant to a restaurant for like three months, and we would eat dinner at the house every night. We started binge watching shows, and it was just her and I in the house, and it was uh, it was strange. I still went to some baseball games, and it was the weirdest thing in the world—go into Kauffman Stadium with no fans in the stands. And I would go there, and I was—it had to be awful. It was it was
2: brutal. I mean, awful.
1: One day I went and sat in the upper deck. I was the only one in the stadium. Got a foul ball. My. i got a foul ball no i ran over and got it though i was It's like a little i was in the upper deck right behind the home plate and the ball went up there and i was the only i walked over and grabbed it you know hey i got a ball you know but it was uh it was uh god it was a tough time it was a tough time i i i i mean i still mask up wherever i go i've got both vaccinations and uh i feel great and and it's weird how we had some people staying at our house one time. One guy got it and somebody else didn't. And and they're living at my house. And so it's it's a strange disease. I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know how ALS works. But I've been around a lot of people that have had it. I've never gotten it. I've never gotten it. And uh, my wife had never gotten it. But it's um, it was a strange year. And, and, and I think I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, there's no, nothing would please me more when the All-Star break on, Kansas City Royals start having 30,000, 35,000 people to ballpark again. I'm sure nothing would please John Sherman more and all the other owners of the team when that happens. I hope when football season starts, the Chiefs have 78,000 people and life can get back to normal because it's been a tough year, not only for us in Kansas City, but everybody around the world. I mean, I have trips planned. I had a trip last year planned to Europe. We're not going. Had a trip this year planned to Europe. We're not going. We have that. We just postponed it till next year. I don't even know if we'll go next year because America is America, and and I think we're going to be out of the out of this before anybody else because we are the United States of America. And and I think my trip next year to Europe will probably be canceled again because
2: they are not us. They are not us. Yeah, I've, I was, you know, I, I remained isolated pretty much. I, I live kind of an isolated life. A, I live on a farm, so I, you know, I can. I'm with my dogs and and, and don't see a lot of people. You know, George, George, uh, uh, when they opened up the golf courses, he was out there playing golf, he was playing golf mascot. every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, And you know, golf, golf was uh, the the ultimate great sport to be able to play here outside, getting that vitamin D, and, and uh, you know, I, I never could figure out. Uh, you know, actually, it was a it was a it was a perfect uh, perfect comparison. They had a picture of of a golf cart in the middle of the fairway, like this, in the top of the picture. Bottom picture, they had a parking lot full of cars, and uh, you know, the top picture uh, said unsafe with a single cart in the fairway, and the parking lot full of cars was at Walmart, and it said safe, and it, that just you know described to me. Uh, the situation that we're in and the type of mentality that we had in the situation, golf was in. In fact, in the UK, golf was just basically just opened up, where they allowed people to play golf in the golf course outside. Uh, and as 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 George said, in Europe, uh, in Ireland, you couldn't travel more than five kilometers from your house, or you get the, you get a ticket if you if you're caught. Uh, you know they it had. Some, much more severe restrictions, and 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 the point is, I'd love to go to the Open Championship this summer, but I can't go. I can't go there. You know, they're 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 way behind as far as opening up, opening up uh, from herd immunity, if you will, um, yeah, vaccinations and herd herd immunity. Uh, we don't know, nor nor can anybody really put a finger on uh, a, and this was just a window of time. And say we're going to open up. Between, we're gonna open up everything in this country between uh, July 1st and August 1st or Or next year where you know all the kids are going to go back to school. No, we have people saying no There's a good chance that uh, people are not you know the kids are not going to go back to school next year uh, and the kids The kids are, are are almost naturally immune to the disease And, and I, I don't understand the mentality and you know the in it just uh, it it it, uh, it dumbfounds me in a lot of ways to uh, to see the uh, you know, the kids not going back to school. I don't I don't I don't understand that. I just don't understand. That.
3: Tom, we were joking a little bit before about getting your jollies by power washing. I'm, I'm but I'm curious over the course of the last year, you just said you know you've been largely isolated. What what, what have you been up to to? yourself
2: going what what's what's been been your uh well i i as you know i i, uh, I started uh started riding cutting horses you know about five years ago and that's how uh, you know I've, I've been able to get down to uh to the fort worth area and you know, ride some cutting horses you know, quite often uh, I ran practice off and hasn't done my show my my show results very well because i missed the cut of the last show <laughs> uh you know, I, I didn't miss too many cuts as a pro but I'm missing way too many <laughs> way too many cuts in the cutting horse show business but it keeps
3: you going to try to get keep yeah. you better huh? Ex-
2: I mean. exactly right
3: yeah. exactly
1: right. Tom you're a professional golfer you're a weekend warrior when it comes to cutting horses <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right <laughs> yeah.
0: has that filled a competitive spirit
3: for you? yes
2: it has yeah, I, I enjoy the competition Uh I enjoy, you know, putting it on the line. When you walk, when you're walking into that show pen on the back of your horse, you got two and a half minutes to cut three cows. When you walk into that thing, uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's get it right. Let's use your what instincts I have, which are not, you know, they're they're not refined. My instincts aren't refined as far as riding a horse is concerned, and that's my that's my difficulty. That's where I that's where I fail. And uh, on a golf course, my instincts can. I can I can hit a shot that a forty yard wedge shot without knowing how far it is because I can just see it and hit it there. It's like George hitting a baseball. And when he sees that he he could put the bat, he can barrel that 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 barrel on that ball like that. He has the instinct. Uh, when it comes to golf, yeah, he's a little bit different Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's pretty darn good. When it good came to baseball you're
1: a little a bit different too. <laughs> <laughs> when you came out and took batting practice with us, I, I saw a few of these. You'd hit it off the end or get jammed, and you'd go, ah, damn, ah, God, does that sting. <laughs> Some yeah, of my Hal, golf shots I do, that. Yeah.
2: Ah, God, did that hurt. Yeah, Hal, Hal McRae was the manager then. They asked him, what do you guys ask him? What do you think of Watson's swing? And he just kind of goes.
0: <laughs> he shakes his head.
2: What swing? It's kind of like Stan, Stan Thurston, my old pro. Uh, He he was asked about somebody, one of his members' swing, and he he, he just jokes, what swing? George,
0: how about the
1: Royals? He brought up Stan Thirsk. (laughs) 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 When you learn to swing easy, you learn to live with the added distance. (laughs) That's right. Every time I'd play with him and Charlie Lewis over at Mission Hills, I'd play golf. First hole, I'd get up on the... And I'd swing, and he thought I swung too hard. He'd say, "George, when you learn to swing easy, you'll learn to live with the added distance." I think right now the Royals are swinging too hard. They're trying to do more than they're capable of doing, and and it's like any team that goes into a slump, you know,
2: they're um, trying too hard. They just you, you get you, to you try too hard. I've, I've watched. I went. I watched every and, game. And That's
1: what it is. You know, when you when you're winning, when you're winning, it's easy. Because everybody's contributing. Now nobody's contributing. And everybody's trying to be the guy to get them over the hump. And as a result, you try too hard. I always said, to, don't try harder, try easier. You know? And all the line drives are going right at the are Yeah. Our, our, the and defense. then you get frustrated. Right now, and you get you know? frustrated because your team loses. You don't mind lining out if the team wins. But every time you lose, you say, "Oh God, we hit nine balls hard and we scored one run. You know? If you win 4-2 to two and you hit nine balls hard, you don't say that. Hey, we played, we played the game right. We moved runners over. We got big hits. Our pitching was great. But it seemed like early in the year, starting pitching was a little shaky. Bullpen was great. And they were doing enough offensively to win. And now it's to a point where the starting pitching has been better. You know, yeah, I still have some bad outings once in a while. But the bullpen's kind of letting them down in some situations. And now everybody's just trying to do more than they're capable with a bat in their hand. And as a result, you lose eight in a row. Hopefully the day off, everybody will take a deep breath. I know Whit Merrifield's out playing golf today somewhere. And um, he and Keller and, and some of the boys will be out playing golf somewhere. And they'll get on the plane, fly to wherever they're flying, and and uh, have a nice day off to kind of just regroup, regroup. I'm sure they're flying high coming home. Oh, God, we just went on a 10-day road trip, and we're in first place by – Two or three games, and we got Cleveland big series, the White Sox big series. And then you get swept by those two teams. It was devastating to him. It had to be devastating. But I think Mike Matheny is doing a good job. He'll keep them upbeat, and I think I just think the day off is going to do him a lot of good.
3: It is funny for both of you. I mean, you've had unbelievable success, but also you've known you've known slumps of your own. And, and I don't know if from this distance you. you um, have a notion of you know how to how to advise anybody
1: on dealing with that, but what would it be? It's try easier, not harder yeah. for me. And think positive. You just got to think positive. I mean, you're old for you're one one for 15, and you go to the ballpark that day and you say, "Today's the day. Today's the day. I'm going to get them." It's a mindset. A lot of it's a mindset, isn't
2: it? You got to do with you got you got to do with the tool the tools that are working for you and sometimes you, you know, none of the tools are working so you, you really just have to scramble and find out okay find out the best way to score i mean that's you know i always had the the ability to 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 score when i was playing badly you know i just i just wouldn't let allow myself to turn that double that that, that bogey into a double bogey just yeah you know, it, it killed me and uh, you know that was my attitude and you know, I tried too hard. I mean, I got I got really frustrated with the game for many years, uh, you know, starting in the mid, mid 80s until uh, in the early 90s, and you know, my game just it uh, my my golf my golf game just uh, went a little bit south. Didn't win. Uh, I had opportunities to win, but didn't win. Uh, but it was, there was just a combination of things that just didn't work, and I got fr- more more frustrated took time off, like a day off, but I took six weeks off a couple times without even touching a golf club, thinking that that was the, uh, that it might, I come back somewhat refreshed and, and be able to, uh, to deal with uh, my bad swings. But it, it didn't work out that way. What worked out was that I had to try something outside the box with my golf swing, and that worked. And then the game got easy. Uh, but I had to stay with it. And stand thirst, my pro, said, you know, he said, you know, it'll get better. And we were uh, out there swearing and cussing and hitting, hitting the ball crappy. We in front of him. He was just as calm as, you know, think, it'll, it'll get better. And Jack said the same thing to me, Nicholas. He said, you know,
1: you're going to be a better player the older you get.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and... He was right. <laughs> he was right. So it's, it's you know it's hard to have a positive. You know he s- t- says to have a positive. It's hard to have a positive attitude when you're not playing well. Yeah, but you can trick yourself. You can trick yourself. Well, Today's
1: the day. Today. I remember when I was young and I came up and I made a lot of errors. And and there were times. The great, greatest sports line of ever, when somebody asked Pedro Martin, or uh, paid, uh, the third baseman for the Dodgers, uh, Guerrero. Pedro Guerrero, what do you think about in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded and the Dodgers have a one run lead? He would say, Don't hit it to me and don't hit it to Steve Sachs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that as a youngster coming to the big leagues because I made a lot of errors. And every time I said, don't hit it to me, guess what? They hit it to you. The ball will find you. And all of a sudden, I started tricking myself. Hit it, it to want, me. I want it. I want it. I want it. Come on, hit it. All of a sudden, I started, I became a better defensive player. I have seen guys actually, what I played with, the game on the line, they're walking up eighth inning, and they're walking up to bat with two outs and a tying run or winning run on second base, and they look back at the dugout to see if the manager actually wanted them to hit. Are you going to send a pinch hitter for me or what? I would have taken him out and put Mark Gubaz on to go hit. <laughs> He's got a better chance than this guy. And and, and and I was the opposite in that situation. I wanted to be the guy. And then And then once I got over my lack of confidence fielding, because all I kept saying was, I want it, I want it, I want it. I became a pretty good fielder. And the same thing happened happened when I was when I was hitting. I knew the pitcher didn't want to face me. So and, and in situations that I look back at right now, it seems like every time I had a big hit in the playoffs, I guarantee you one thing, my heart was beating slower than the pitchers. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's, it's like putting on the 18th hole of a major, the 72nd hole of a major, and you and somebody, you and some guy, some guy that's never won a major before, and you've won 10 or whatever. All of a sudden, you guys got similar putts. Your heart's going to be beating slower than his, right? And he's going to be up there. He's going to be a little antsy. And you've <sighs> done this before. I'll do it again. Chance that you make it are a lot better than him making it. You know, Roy McElroy yesterday, you know, it was pretty impressive how he takes a drop with a two-shot lead and drops it. Did you see that, what he did? No. He hits it over by the creek at Quail Hollow, mm-hmm. and it was in the yellow hazard, and he had terrible eye. He's got a two-shot lead. He's trying to figure out where he's going to hit it. He can't hit it anywhere. He takes it, he drops it, side hill light like this in the rough. Mm-hmm. So now he's hitting three, mm-hmm. and he's won him by two. He's got a tough shot. He knocks it on the green, two putts mm-hmm. for a bogey, rather yeah, than. Yeah. But I guarantee you, it, his heart wasn't beaten very fast because he's won so much. He's been there, done that. Keith Mitchell's won once. You know.
0: That'll do it for today. Thanks to our SportsBeat KC production staff of Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Pickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Joe McGuff ALS Classic can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you. You can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. Sports Pass is the online version of the Star Sports section. You get all the stories that appear in the print editions of the Star, plus more stories that appear only on the website, and certainly they all appear first on the Star's website. After three months, it auto renews at $5.99 a month, unless you cancel. And it's always a great time to subscribe. Read what's going on about the Chiefs, the Royals, the colleges, our soccer teams, and more. How do you get it? Go to KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. That's KansasCity.com slash SportsPass2020. Do you want more than just sports coverage? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news, features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional national news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of those offers, send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's a sports pass or the full subscription, you're getting in supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports BKC. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Tuesday with another episode.